0: Welcome to the Heart and Home Podcast. We're your hosts, Shannon, Ashley, and Jessica.
1: We want to normalize mental health and show how it can affect all the different pieces of our lives and provide some solidarity and community.
0: Thanks so much for joining us. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to the Heart
1: and Home podcast. You're here today with Shannon and Jessica, and we are going to talk about a couple different things today, but one of the focuses is kind of uncomplicating journeys on mental health and understanding that a lot of it, which is really hard, but a lot of it, comes with actions um, and I can give my my own experience on this and and what I mean by that is I spent a really long time and this was recently it was within the last couple of years. I spent a really long time listening to a bunch of podcasts, reading a bunch of books, um, doing all of the things you know that you feel like you should do to help you in the right direction or you know make you feel better. But what I found out was, I just kept getting more overwhelmed with all of these things that I could do to, you know, help myself or feel better in certain areas or whatever it was. And I wasn't actually doing anything. I wasn't putting anything into action because there were so many things that I was doing. So today we're kind of, kind of focus on, um, boiling it down to just trying a couple of things rather than either, you know, going to an extreme where I feel like I was when I was just reading and listening to anything that I felt like I could absorb on, you know, how to have this, um, you know, really great version of of mental health when really I think it kind of did the opposite for me instead. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I think it can lead to a lot of guilt because you think you're supposed to like, you think there's this cookie cutter way of going about, addressing your mental health like it needs to be like this and if it doesn't look like that for you then you start to feel bad like well I guess I'm not doing it right or I you know and and laying on that guilt just makes it worse and I also think it can like lead you down like I think people tend to maybe sometimes resort to things that are just easier such Mm -hmm. as this is kind of where addiction can come into play um it's just easier to just sort of forget about all of the things that you're dealing with, with your mental health. So, you know, if you just addiction, sometimes just kind of falls, I guess that falls on you because it's just easier and then it helps you escape. And then with that escapism, you know, is like just kind of trying to do something to get your mind off of whatever it is, like if it's depression, or if you deal with anxiety or whatever it is, you, you might just sink yourself into like video games all day long, and not really be like living life, or you might be sleeping all the time because it's just easier to do that than it is to face the reality of what you're going through. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of—I
1: <laughs> don't know um, what I was listening to when I heard this, but a lot of people think that procrastination, you know, has something to do. Well, I guess there's a couple different things. You know, either people could be like, oh, you know, people are lazy and they just procrastinate all the time, or Um, You know, all these different versions of what procrastination could mean, but really what it boils down to is typically, I shouldn't say all the time, but typically people are avoiding something because they don't want to feel whatever it is they're going to feel. So like, let's think about um, for like the younger kids, let's think about like homework. Let's say they're constant procrastinators on their homework and then it comes Sunday night and they have no choice and they have to do it all. Um, for some, you know, yeah, it definitely might just be, it's not a priority to them, but for a lot of people, what it kind of is in relation to the mental health mindset is that they, they, let's say they don't know where to start with their assignment or they, it's an assignment they don't know how to do, or maybe it's a topic they really don't like, or, um, you know, an area of study in school that they're really not interested in. And when they, they do it, they're just going to feel like, ugh, this sucks. I don't want to do it. They're, we're avoiding the, having those feelings. You know, we can do that um, in our adult life. Obviously, I, I can definitely correlate it with a lot of things that I put off. It's really just because I don't want to have that feeling right now. I don't want to learn how to do something new or, you know, I don't want to feel like I don't know how to do something or um, whatever it may be. And I feel like we keep when we keep pushing things off and off and and filling that time. So like, you know, TikTok, love TikTok, but it's also very difficult, you know, if you don't put some time constraints around it. But, you know, that's something that I noticed for me is if I am filling my time with that, um, it's because I'm procrastinating on something that I just really don't want to deal with right now. But that thing that that whatever I'm procrastinating on will probably help uh, my mindset um, for the day, and my mental health for the day a lot more than whatever I'm using to fill that void.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Ashley and I talked about on another episode, I think a couple seasons ago already now, about how we tend to make our schedules busy when we're feeling anxious. Um, we just keep ourselves busy. Like, because if you're busy, you don't have time to sit down and then feel the feelings of being anxious. Yeah. you know because you're just so busy you're running around. And so I mean that's another thing too I think that people tend to <clears throat> fill their schedules maybe overfill their schedules or overcommit to things which of course if you think about it that just snowballs and makes everything worse because if you're already feeling those anxious feelings and now you've just piled on a whole bunch of responsibilities <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it can make it just 10 times worse. Um so yeah I think it's just a matter of You know, there are so many resources, there are so many avenues you can go to address your mental health, and then just trying to figure out like what works for you. And that's why like a podcast, you know, I think what you were saying is you were trying to listen to different podcasts and finding the right one. Um, We're not saying that we're the podcast for you. But if you find one that is just really kind of like speaking to you, and that you feel like you can really relate to use that time in your car, when you're on your way just to the grocery store, or whatever it is, to, you know, actually devote that time to your mental health. Mm-hmm.
1: I would agree with that. I would agree with being more intentional of just focusing on a couple of things and giving it a solid chance. And by that, I mean, you know, um, a couple of weeks or a couple of months, like I was, even though I, I felt like, I felt, I felt good in, I felt good in my, my mindset in my mental health, but I felt like I always still needed to be on top of things. Um, when it came to, came to that, so it would be, you know, reading the books or listening to the podcast so that we, I make sure that I'm still staying, um, as up to date as I can and, and how I can keep myself going good and strong. And what, what did not help is, just constantly overloading yourself with information, but I didn't I didn't have that pa- I didn't have the patience, even though I wasn't working for anything in particular, and I think that's where I struggled the most is maybe you know find one particular area that you want to work on or see improvements on and then you know do some research around that on, on how that can be improved for you. And then just use like the one or two tools that you're learning about. Um, and implement those for a little while. I was not that patient, you know, and I wanted just to learn everything right away, and implement everything right away. And then I would wonder why I failed at it, you know, why I wasn't adopting these new habits that I wanted. Um, and it was just because I was doing way too many things at once. Um, so I would, I, it, it sucks to say because it's really hard. Um, but I also think it comes with a lot of patience too, which, you know, I was very grateful to not be in such a a low point where I know some people are. So especially for those who are in a much lower spot, I know that can feel then even worse, you know, knowing that now you have to have patience for something that, you know, is just so hard to get through right now. So that's, I think, where I struggle just as like, I feel so much for people who are in that boat where it's like, they need to, I know it's going to get better for them. And I, and I know that they're going to have much better days ahead, but, you know, telling them to be patient with it, just, you know, it just sucks. Mm
0: -hmm. I think the circumstantial stuff too is important to point out, which we talk about, isn't necessarily like a mental health, um, like illness. If somebody's not, you know, dealing with depression or anxiety, but they are just going through a circumstance that is just really heavy in their life. Um, Even seasonal affective, um, just feeling like right now, you know, the days are getting shorter and it's getting darker. And we've talked about how that can just, you know, you don't have to have seasonal affective disorder necessarily to still feel like, man, it's kind of a bummer. Like we have to like go in the house so early now. And, you know, all the fun things we did all summer have just come to an end. It, It can be just kind of a downer. And so when you start to see like yourself feeling um, that way, like, you know, just gravitating a little bit more again to those mindful activities and doing the things that feel good. Sometimes I really do have to force myself. I do force myself to like do the yoga in the morning and I don't do it every day, but I'll do it because I know that I'm just like in the moment. You yes. know, sort of
1: like that Taking your feelings out of things is something <laughs> that I really want to get better at. But you said you said it perfectly that you do need to, until you can get into those good habits for a while, you're probably going to need to force yourself to do those good things. And a lot of it's because we just allow, you know, and as normal humans do, we allow our um, emotions to control our actions. And that's really hard when obviously if you're you're in the anxious or depressive Um, states that your feelings are really driving everything that you're doing or saying or however you're acting. Um, and, And that's hard in itself because you know, and if you don't know, we'll be the first ones to tell you that. That is not your true voice. You know the anxious or the depressive thoughts or the you know bipolar thoughts or addictive, you know anything like that. Those are not your true voice. Those are um, you know the mental health struggles. Your voice is under there and it's um, it's learning how to be stronger and getting your voice to just be a little bit louder. You know than those emotions to say I'm not going to listen to I don't feel like doing this right now or you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not worth doing that or I'm not worth getting better at this isn't in the cards for me. Like all of those are feeling emotion based and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody deserves so much better than that. So I love, I love that Shannon, definitely taking our emotions out of it sometimes. Mm-hmm.
0: When I think too, like just stepping back and kind of evaluating, like, what are you doing right now for your mental health? like truly, what are you doing? You know, I'm sitting here trying to think about what am I doing for my mental health? Because we all need to take care of it. We it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what what you're struggling, not struggling with. So for me, I can say, like this podcast, it is it's therapy for me, like just talking to each other talking to, you know, about mental health is my therapy. Um, That's one thing I'm doing. I would say the occasional yoga when I'm when I'm actually able to get myself to do it Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, or any kind of really, I guess, exercise or fitness is always good. Um, But other than that, I guess I have some work to do. Like I do, I think that I could be more intentional.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, I'm reflecting on, on things that I do. And I think the biggest one for me is not so much in action, but, instead, the words that I'm using with myself, when I talk to myself, because that has always been really strong in that I expect a lot of myself, I have high expectations, I expect things to be, at least I used to I expect things to be, you know, perfect or for myself to just do these, you know, just an incredible job at, at everything. And I, and I held that expectation so high that on days that I would be tired or I wouldn't have a thousand things on my to-do list or that I just wanted to lay in bed, I would be very critical of myself and I would be I would speak poorly even though I knew that wasn't my voice and I didn't want to listen to it. It was still very loud, you know, but I felt lazy. And um, I think, and now, you know, Tanner and I are working together to really embrace... The days that are just quiet and there isn't much going on and um, embracing the, you know, once every six months that we might get to lay in bed for half a day and and watch Netflix because we, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen often. um, And if it, and we want to make more time for it, but I'm really trying to switch the narrative from telling myself. I'm lazy or I need to have, or a big one was, I need to have a routine that I do every single day. And if I fall off of that, then, you know, I'm just like, I'm just going to have to start over and it sucks. And I think why I stopped thinking that way, and that's only been maybe in the last couple months or so that I've tried to, to not really think in that routine Set mindset is because I learned a lot more about women's menstrual cycles and how our hormones are changing differently week by week and how we may not, um, our bodies need different things during each of those weeks. Um, so since learning that I'm, I'm a lot less critical of myself on the days that I also enjoy doing yoga, but there's You know, sometimes a week that goes by that I just, I just don't feel like it. And, you know, if you want to track it, you know, to, to that menstrual cycle, you definitely could, but I just know that I'm Hearing what my body's telling me, no, I'm not giving into the emotional side of it. You know, I am asking myself, okay, are these just emotional feelings, or is my body telling me something this week that it just wants to curl up and watch a movie, and that's okay too? Um, so I think for for me, it's a lot of um, different self talk is what really has transformed um, my mental health, at least in the last you know year or so.
0: It's really empowering, I think, when you can override those like inner thoughts or whatever those voices that tell you to feel a certain way. It's it's just because I like that when we were talking in the last episode about anxiety and how now I've been able to manage it because when I feel anxious about a scenario, I can kind of talk myself through it where I'm just like, okay, you know, this is this is anxiety talk, like, this is not really what's happening. I can, and I just no. kind of bring it and I think that's just an empowering thing but it's not something that happens overnight Mm -hmm. especially if you're someone who's just now kind of recognizing that that's something you're dealing with you do have to go through some of the steps of that journey like you were talking about like the journey and everyone's going to have a different journey you know mine was some therapy mine did involve some medication but it also was just like the experience of it all and having friends that you know, and support groups that, you know, people that could really understand when I say support groups, I mean, like just a friend circle that was like, yeah, I get it. We, I have that too, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, that's all been a part of my journey to get me to this point where now I, not that I don't need some reassurance occasionally, but Mm -hmm. is just that I can manage it definitely more um, easily now than I could back then.
1: I liked what you said about um how it feels so empowering and what I think is important for um anyone who's listening to know is that if you if you don't feel like today my voice is not louder you know than the other ones in my head because I I constantly give in to the anxious feelings or the depressive thoughts or the addiction or whatever it is that is that is where everybody starts, you know, nobody who I guess goes on a mental health journey, such as this one, um, starts with their voice being louder than them, in my opinion, at least, because if they did, they probably wouldn't be, you know, maybe in the position that they are or struggling. So I want you all to feel encouraged knowing that everyone starts at that point of, getting their voice inside to be louder. And I think at least for me, a, a good way that helped, and Shannon, you can share your um, experience with it too, but something that helped me was telling myself, even if I even if I didn't believe it just yet, when you're in those, you know, depressive or anxious thoughts or whatever they may be and just saying it either out loud or in your head, this is not me, this is the, um, you know, anxious talking, give it a name if you want to. Like I remember when I was in my eating disorder therapy, um, just abbreviated, a lot of people call their eating disorders, um, Ed for um, ED. And so I, you know, you can, you can say, oh, that's, that's Ed talking. That's not me, you know, separating it from yourself, because I think a lot of people put so much pressure, me included, on, you know, why am I like this? You know, it, why am I like this? And in the, and it's not you, you know, that's not your soul. So, um, I think some recommendations that I would give is, you know, talk back to that voice, even if you're not louder than it yet, even if you don't believe that, you know, you'll ever be louder than it, keep talking back to it because it will get stronger and stronger. It's kind of like a muscle. I feel like how I think of it is practicing it. Um, and then it will get stronger and stronger. And then those other voices, they will still happen. And that's, I think, another mis, you know, con- kind of like a, a misconception of working through mental health is, you know, I'm still having these thoughts. I'm not getting any better. You know, it's like that for me, I have a a gajillion anxious thoughts a day. And I've accepted that um, they will they will enter my brain, but I can also let them pass through. Um, It's my choice if I want to hold on to them or if I want to let them resonate or take root or, you know, grow into something else. That's my choice. Um, But we have thousands and thousands of thoughts a day. So do not um, put too much pressure on yourself when you have those thoughts. Let them come and let them pass. That's okay.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like unraveling kind of like an onion. You need to peel back some of the layers too to see kind of where is this coming from, like where you are now, what you're feeling now. Where were you like a year ago? Where were you two or three years ago? And, um, you know, I've built up this kind of, I guess, like armor where I've felt like I can kind of understand. And if things, you know, if, if there's a life situation that happens to me that puts me kind of back there again, I know that for me, what works is, you know, I need to probably go back and, you know, have some therapy again. And if I, if I ever go down that road, like I know kind of the steps I'm going to want to take because I know it worked before. And so, but I think like, if you're new on your mental health journey and you're just kind of learning these things about yourself, it's scary because you just don't know, like, is this just going to be what I have to live with for the rest of my life? You know, am I going to always just feel like, um, anxious in a crowd am I never going to be able to socialize with people am I never going to be able to you know whatever it is that you that you feel anxious about it's I hate to use the word scary because anxiety but it is I mean it's just an awful feeling to think like this is what what you have to see for your future but the truth of it is you're going to grow into a different person as you go through this journey mm-hmm. it doesn't stay forever as long as you're willing to put in some of the work you know And so you have to kind of just recognize where, um, where you're at, where you've been, and I guess where you want to go with it. And there are a lot of things out there and it can be complicated. It can definitely feel like, whoa, you know, and our mental health, um, our, our health system is just really messed up that we can't Mm -hmm. easily seek therapy and get an appointment as quick as some people would really like to see that happen. And I think it depends on your insurance and all of those things, um, We have a really great, so I had good experience with one in Madison um, several years ago, and it was a a therapy, I don't know if they, I don't even know if they took insurance, honestly, they were pretty inexpensive cash paying at the time, but um, they did all different kinds of therapy, everything from individual to marriage to family counseling, you name it, they did it. Um, I think they were called marriage and family counseling I will look it up and see if I can drop a link for you guys. But they were really great. They got us in. They did virtual. Um, Eventually, they would do, like, you know, if you wanted to do it virtual, you could. Um, Because I know even my kids have benefited from this as they've gone through some hard times. So I do think that once you find a good resource, you should kind of keep that handy, keep that in your back pocket. Because it is kind of hard to come by, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So, Well, I think that is probably um, our episode for today and just kind of trying to, again, point out that it doesn't have to be a complicated journey to, you know, helping grow through your mental health and that, you know, there is, there is light at the end. You just have to kind of work towards it and not be hard on yourself. I love it. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Jessica. See you next time. Sounds good. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Heart and Home podcast. Find us on Instagram and
1: Facebook and share with a friend to help us grow our community.